podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Divock Origi won. Um, yeah. And Divock Origi sends um, the Divock Origi Ultras to the top of the Premier League for a couple of hours <laughs> yesterday. Um, on the show tonight, we're going to go all the way through Wolves against Liverpool. We're going to have a big chat around Divock Origi. We're going to talk about how defensive Wolves were. I was absolutely shocked at them yesterday. And um, we asked the question, is this a 20-plus game running? Because it's starting to look that way. Um, oh, there's just loads to get through. Loads and loads and loads to get through. But um Kev, Shawnee and Keith are with me to sort it all out. Um Shawnee, straight into it. Um how did you feel after that game yesterday? Without giving me any details about the match, how did you feel, Shawnee, in yourself? Elation. Like elation. Like this is the proper like we've had fans back in the stadium now since the start of the season and look obviously it's improved tenfold, but that's what I was proper about yesterday, like the eruption of the bench and the away supporters after the goal. It, it, it's really at the... I think that the this had the line, the touch paper now on the title race. I think the title race has now started in December. You know what I mean? Like normally you said the 20-game run-in. Yeah, literally looking now, it, it's going to be dig for dig, so to speak, every week. And look... Yesterday showed that we have the guts again. That's that's what really stood out to me is that this seems like a little bit of a not gonna say watershed, but it feels like sort of a mark of this team's mentality again that they're ready to go and you see some of the stuff that the players posted on social media afterwards like they fucking want this badly. They yearn for silverware this year. Um and we'll get on to individuals in the output. Look, it, it's just and relief as well. Okay. Keith, um, I done a post-match show yesterday and we had loads of fun and people seemed to like it. Um, and you were in there and you said, not long after I said... Um, I might have said a force, guy. No, I think I said a force and then you bothered your ass to come on and look at the show. That's what happened. Um, I didn't want to say it, but look, that's where we are. I might have put it into WhatsApp and you stole it from <laughs> there, but no, never. Semantics, gentlemen, I've got to go and fucking get the timestamps on them now. Um, <laughs> but we both, we're both in agreement, Keith. Yeah, like yeah. Your feelings after the game, I felt like this is Villa all over again. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, it's how it felt to me, and Shawnee's right. It it gave you that bit of, you know, a rush that we haven't had in a long time. You know, we've gone through the sterile show of no fans at football, and I know we we lifted the league title under them circumstances, but we're, all of us are under no illusions that it wasn't what we enjoy watching as a spectacle. And it's come back, and the difference the fans being there has made has been enormous, as Shawnee said. But when you get that moment and that Villa moment where. I think it might have been Sean, he actually said in the in the chat as well at one stage that, you know, these teams, it's, it's a kick in the balls to them. Do you know what I mean? If you're looking at a three-horse race, even at this stage, 
and you think one of them is going to drop points and then they pull it out of the bag like that. It's a, it's brilliant for you. It's those two things. It lifts you and it knocks the bollocks out of the other ones. And that's what yesterday felt to me. It was a sucker punch to the other teams that were looking on. Because, you know, you can say, ah, oh, well, they're not going to care. They know they're going to drop points and Liverpool will drop points and Chelsea will drop points, City will drop points. I think it was even said when the Villa game happened that I think City lost that weekend, didn't they? They, oh, they lost that day yeah. earlier on. And no, I think they were drawn. They, yeah, they were, the they were losing. at the same time. Yeah, they, they were, were yeah. three o'clock kickoffs. That's right. I think we were one 0 down. City were one 0 up. <clears> yeah, our one 0 down went two one up. Um, they had gone ahead. We were still behind. Robertson equalised and then scores. And I think City draw. I think it might be Southampton. Yeah, it was a Spurs. No, Southampton. Southampton. Southampton was it? And it was just a swing. And I know you know that it didn't happen like that this weekend. Right, Chelsea lost and we we win. City win. So it looks like you know. The, the pressure even at this stage is going to affect you know teams it's we weren't great yesterday we'll come on to the game but you get that out of the bag at that stage and it just gives your whole team a lift it gives your fan base a lift I mean if Divock doesn't come up and score that goal in the 93rd minute 94th minute this show tonight is different mm-hmm. do you know what I mean as it is there's a pep in the step and we're going to be talking about it as it goes on but it just had that feel about Villa the year we won it when the team the mentality monsters sort of showed up and, you know, they were snatching victories from the jaws of defeat or a victory from the, the jaws of a draw. And it just had that feeling about it, Gavin. I think the team needs it. I think we've been quite methodical the way we've been going about our business. But to give us that spark now, that's the little injection that we need just to give us a kick up the arse and get us moving. Yeah, now a couple of people are correcting me, and I tell you, and, and they're right. City win that weekend, but what happens is I think we play City the following weekend, and at one stage it would have been City within three points of us and going yeah. to Anfield, and they could have went level. Where it turns out we beat them the following week and we go nine points clear them. Um, so that's what happens. You're dead right, but I'm nearly sure it was Southampton. But um, yeah, it was one of those. Kev, you know, we're going to talk about the possible twenty game plus twenty plus game running later on, but you know, going into that like. Away from the emotion of a Rigi scoring and, and just just the three points of a Kev because Chelsea I thought were were in decent control for me against West Ham and then somehow found a way to, to lose the game and we've kind of let them off the hook a couple of times Chelsea in particular this season when they've dropped points and we haven't capitalised but when you sit down after that and all the emotion there Kev yes you're kind of going that's huge because not only is it massive for us but it's massive for Chelsea going. No, we've given them that... They've given us their chances now and they're not going to fucking let go again. Yeah, here's the thing. Look, um, yesterday morning before a ball was kicked, if Chelsea won and we lost, it's a five-point gap, I think. Hmm. And in a three-horse race, a five-point gap can become an eight-point gap very quickly if the head space isn't right. Coming out of that, when Chelsea lost and we were going into the 93rd minute, all I was thinking was, please... Please do something. Hmm. Whatever happens at worst case, I don't fucking lose it. Yeah. That was my biggest fear. Don't fuck it up. You know, but whatever you do, if we can get something, we have to get something. You can't keep looking at a gift horse in the mouth and not taking it. And the different I didn't watch it yesterday. I couldn't watch it. Uh, so I listened to it in the radio. And it was a different game completely to the one that I watched at eight o'clock when it was on Sky. Because the radio commentary 
the actual radio commentary was fucking unreal. The way they did the, 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 the describe certain aspects of the game when I watched it live or re-live later on. We'll get to that later. But for what it's done for the title chase, it's put us in the driving seat to an extent. It's in our hands what happens now because we've got to play both of them. And you'd rather be... I think this is the one season you want to be a front a front runner. You don't want to be behind chasing down a Man City or a Chelsea. Is that because you feel there's three in a minute? It's because... Because if, you, if you're I chasing just think, two, it's harder. If you're, you know, like, if it's if it's one-on-one, chasing is nearly easier. But if you if you have two of them around you, chasing yeah. becomes harder because you're watching both of them. Like you said, you want to be a front runner. You're out in front, and you go, you know what? We just do our business, and they'll yeah. uh, they'll kill each other. Um, you any know, mistake, the any mistake that happens, because no matter what happens, Chelsea and City are going to take points off of each other. You know, irrespective. So anything else that happens in between that, as long as we're doing our business, we're okay. And City will feel the same, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, I think they're still at a point ahead of us, but mm-hmm. they're they're not going to go away. They're not going to go away. They're very experienced. They know exactly what they're doing. So do we. We're very experienced. And in fairness, it's something that for another night that we're going to have to address is the actual age of our squad. The average age of our starting eleven yesterday, I think, was twenty eight, pushing twenty nine. So I was worried. When we get on to it, I was worried yesterday when I saw the lineup. I know everyone else was saying, you know, you wanted to see the same lineup and go again and what have you. I'm I'm half nervous now at certain players playing a high volume of intense games. Yeah, but you'd be more nervous. Yeah, but you'd be more nervous if they weren't there. And I'd be, the fact, and the, the fact problem that is, is they might not, yeah, but the problem is if you overplay them, they might not be there for a sustained period of time. Yeah, it's a but, it's a it's a very delicate balance that Klopp has to get right. But my only my only argument against that is if Liverpool keep winning, all them players want to play. Whether it's two two every two days or every four, that's just the way they are for me. Um, um, fifty nine likes, two hundred and fifty watching. Um, more people will come in and start watching. Um, but if you are watching, please hit the like button. If not, if you don't want to do it now, hit it on the way. How does that sound? Um, but do Fair. give us give it a bell there and hit the. Bell icon. I keep being told to hit. I hate saying that. Hit the bell. It just yeah. fucking doesn't feel right. Uh, but do hit that bell icon, and every time we go live, um, you will. Uh, you'll be notified in some sort of way. I don't know. Postman knocks on the fucking door. Or something. I don't know how it works. Um, but look, let's go. Let Let's get into it. And Kev, you touched on something there. Um, so I'll stay with you. Um, just want to show people the lineup for anyone that was living under a rock. Um, yesterday, um, Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, midfield, Mane, Jota, Salah up front. Kev, you are nervous about that lineup yesterday. And I seen you on Twitter over the last couple of days asked, posing the question, you know, do we make changes? What do we do? And I answered it and said, same yeah. 11, same 11 as, as Everton because we've Milan in the week where we can rest. And then we look forward to, um, two home games, Villa and Newcastle. Yeah. But you were nervous. Of course it was. I mean, you've got Henderson and Thiago both nursing back off of long-term injuries. I think Thiago played not... That was his first 90 minutes that he played yesterday in God knows how long. Um, nervous, but look, that is our strongest eleven, And it proved to be right, as usual. Klopp fucking gets more right than wrong. But Wolves were a hard, hard nail to, to get through. Their recent run of results of 
was it four clean sheets, only scoring one, scoring in one. They were defensively sound. That didn't go away when Nuno left. Uh, I was just mainly worried about the fact that you've got a midfield three that are both nursing injuries and three games on the bounce. You know, it was it's a lot to ask, especially with players that are coming back from injury, cold weather, shitty December time, and you've got a busy period coming up. I know you've got a, a break in Milan in the week, and that's all well and good, but you can only pick players from the Milan game that are in the UCL squad. So there won't be as many changes as what people like. You can't just play the kids. You know, that option isn't there. The bench who were available yesterday will all probably play, but one or two others will probably have to start as well. So it's um, it's always got to be a nervous time at the time of the season for everyone. Uh, for it, me just, well. just because of the volume of games? Because of pure volume of games. I know it's only two extra games that we have to play over everyone else. Is the League Cup, and I think we have one extra league fixture in December compared to everyone else, just because of the way the Derby fell on the first of December. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just wish Klopp felt more confident in maybe starting Ox yesterday or starting Divock yesterday from the start, rather than feeling that he had to go with the same tried and trusted again. But you know, like. I, I I was delighted with the start eleven. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you because I was delighted because, you know, so good against Everton, come out there and I was expecting Wolves to be a bit defensive and hit us on the break. And I just thought that midfield has a lovely balance of of Fabinho who just is a brilliant stopper and what he does. He has loads more, but his his main thing for me is just how he stops attacks and picks things out and and gets us going again. Thiago has an eye for a pass and Henderson has been really good both. I wouldn't even say defensively, just picking stuff up and looking forward and getting balls to Salah and getting us moving. I was delighted with that and I thought we would have needed that yesterday. Shani, for you, that 11, were you happy or were you with Kev a bit and going, yeah. I throw him in, throw him, maybe, maybe. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because when you see that 11, it's it's kind of hard to disagree with because they're fucking deadly. Look, you can't, you can't worry about, right? Look, it's going to rain. Do you know what I mean? It's gonna rain anyway. That's the way I see. You're gonna you're gonna get injuries. So when your players are fit, you play them. You play yeah, them in games. You know it's gonna rain. You bring a brolly with you. So yeah, but we have brollies. We have players <laughs> coming back now in December. With the smart players coming back, I know. I can. Like, I can feel a like Kevin Shawnee Rail coming on. No, 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 no. I mean, you just want an excuse to go to the fucking fridge. But the thing, the thing for me is. I find the balance in the team now is is perfect at the moment, and that the Klopp is big on rhythm. Klopp is huge on rhythm, and for the very same reason, he won't play a player if he's only training one day a week. If he if he's getting if he's getting results with a team, he they will know they will have sports scientists literally coming up and saying you've already heard him in your in press conferences when. He said, well, the doctor told me Millie can get 15 and he told me this, this. They literally have all their players clocked. So they know exactly when who's on red. Now, you can't coin it. You can't, you can't legislate for impact injuries or stuff like that happening, freak injuries. Yeah, they yeah. happen. These things happen. These things can happen. It's, look at Chelsea yesterday. Zoom it as well off West Ham. Players are starting to fall now, but I feel that like, we're just getting a squad 
together at the right time. Cordis will be back now any week. You have Naby who's going to be an option now. Probably he's back in training, isn't he? And I think Bobby yeah. as well is expected back in training in the next couple of days. So although I'm with Kev, some of the the play like we're going to Milan on Tuesday, but the players aren't under any pressure. You think about last year, Jota has forced his bollocks to get into the team in them games. So he's literally, if I don't, I need to pick it up here because I'm trying to get in ahead of Bobby's, Bobby. So it's not really, it's not like that at the moment. So for me, I want consistency. I want them players. I want to see that midfield three as often as possible. I want to see Matip and Van Dijk start every game. That's that's what I do. Obviously, we're in reason. So look, you can't, that's our strongest eleven. I think that's our strongest eleven at the moment. That has oh, been right. this. Whatever you, whatever you feel about Bobby, I think at the moment you couldn't couldn't justify leaving. Right now, if you're picking an eleven, that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best so, eleven. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should be playing our best players at every opportunity because, like you said, draws are losses in this league. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's an awful lot of being, being there is an awful lot made of, you know, um, rotation is definitely a thing. But if you watch Pep Guardiola during the week, right, he literally put on the poem out during the week and said, oh, very difficult situation with injuries and COVID. And then he fucking listed off a load of shit. And you see in the team he put out against Villa, look at the team in the bench he put out yesterday at Watford. There wasn't a single fucking player missing. So I don't know, like, you know, there's a lot made of this and a lot looked into it. And I kind of go, now I know where you're coming from, Kev. I do. Because part of me goes, could you get away with Ox instead of Thiago? Say for Ireland's sake, because we're playing Villa next weekend. Could you get away with, could you do Origi instead of Jota? But you know what, Kev, if we do that and they don't perform and there's parts of that team that just don't, they just don't go right. And I'm not saying just from them two players, you're kind of looking there yesterday going, that's a missed opportunity against Chelsea. And I'd say if there was any doubt in Klopp's mind over his team, when he seen that Chelsea result, there was no doubt in his fucking mind. Um, Archie Doolan says, I can't find that bell. There's a little bell icon somewhere there, Char- Archie. Um, no joking, Gavin Shani. Uh, think it's time to splash out on a few Christmas lights for that tree um, behind him. That's the famous tree. Um, you can't, you can't. Oh, hold on, Shani's going to flick a switch oh, here, is he? Oh, oh, oh hold oh, on, the big yeah, reveal. Yeah, it's, like the, it's like the Christmas lights in town. Ah, they're only smelly out. Yeah, ah, there you go. There you the go. big one. You, you know what them lights are? They're them UV yokes to make it grow. Yeah, that's the That's the impact, the strength. That's the resin. Yeah. I didn't want to turn them on. Yeah, in case the guard would come over in a helicopter. You should smell my sitting down now. Yeah, the but ESB I... flying over with heat maps and all. Looking, what is this house? Ultra, Keith. ultra red. What's up? And to start 11 for you. Are you in Shawnee's camp? Are you in Kev's camp? Where, where are you with this? Because, uh, like, Klopp just doesn't know better than all of us, in fairness. But there is party goes into games going, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Even if it is, you know, the perceived strongest 11. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we have Milan during the week and the likes of Thiago and the likes of Henderson and the likes of Matip and the players that you might have thought might be getting to the red zone or might be the worries will get a rest then and you get a full week back. So I wasn't surprised he went with that team. I agree. I think it's the strongest team. Um, 
of what's available. I think Bobby sort of would come into the equation if he was available. Um, I think Klopp would, would have him in the equation, despite what a lot of fans might think. I just think, you know, when you go into a team like Wolves, you want your best side. We saw how the game plays out, but the team, um, you know, they the fourth best defence in the league going into this game yesterday. They don't concede many goals. They play with a three three man, uh, three centre backs, two wing backs, which essentially makes them a back five. Yeah, and yesterday they, yeah, and yesterday they went with two holding players. Do you know what I mean? They bring the then Donker in and leave Moutinho out because they wanted that extra stability in front of that. So that was always going to be a tough one to break down. So you you go in there. And my point is, you go in there with that midfield because Shawnee said it. The balance now in that team in that midfield is just. It's what you want. It's what we've been striving for. We're starting to see the best of Thiago now. No coincidence that he's playing consistently now with Fabinho and Henderson. We're starting to see what that midfield can do and how it can, you know, it, the, the attacks can get better. Now, like I said, you are never going to maybe blitz a team like Wolves over in their place yesterday. It, they're just not built for that. Some teams will bat at them, but, I think you know. Be, I think if we have scored first half, it would have been two or three. Yeah, if we could have got through, and I think that's the way a lot of these teams are set up, Gav. You know, they set up really hard to break down. Once you get through them, they fuck. But the longer they stay in it, the harder it gets. You see fellas putting their bodies on the line, Connor Cody and all this, throwing their heads in front of everything. And, you know, fair play to them. But it, it is a hard nut to crack when you're doing that. So I think you need to have your strongest team in there. I think, you know, Villa next week, for example, I think you might be able to maybe change one or two for that game just based on how Villa are at the moment uh, a good team don't get me wrong um, but I just think Wolves you had to have your hardest team because it was a defensive team away from home and you just had to go and break them down so I was delighted with the team the lineup. I think it's as good as you can do and the fact that we've a dead rubber essentially during the week means we can rest the players we can give other lads a run Mm. Um, the reclaimer is, is demanding 200 likes ASAP you're on 140 by the way that's not me fucking Christmas tree no it's not <laughs> it's not what Christmas tree is <laughs> up there <laughs> he's having to I'm prove I'm not that playing miserable fucking build that man a statue who I think it might be Red Steve he just keeps changing his name he's getting his worst of stiff on Mac at this stage um, but he said earlier um, Shawnee's tree is back Divock is doing bits coincidence question mark Probably not a coincidence. Shawnee's three is back and we're doing stuff. Um, but let's go on to the first half. And Shawnee, I'll come to you first. Not a lot happening. Jota has a header that he should score. You know, he should score. It's a back post header and he just headed back across the goal and he scores. Um, he tries to be too cute for me. And I think, I think, um, where I was watching, I think Dion Dublin might have been on the, I think it was Dion Dublin, but he was like, he, he, he just hates Liverpool, but he yeah, was right. He was right in what he was saying with that header. He was like, he should score. He shouldn't be too cool. And, and yeah, and I agree with him. He just headed back across the goal and you score. But and Liverpool, and Liverpool had you know Trent had one where he kind of snapped at it. You know yeah. there was there was one or two, but Shawnee all gets flashed across and yeah, yeah. Robertson. Um, he's playing. So he's so a great tackle, doesn't he? Yeah, but but overall, Shawnee, look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss over this first half fairly quickly. Overall, after 45 minutes, are you in any way worried or do you think there's more gears for us to go through? Because I remember you saying to me on 30, we're, going, we're clicking through the gears now and we did yeah, yeah. put the pressure on, but were you nervous at halftime? No, because I actually, the, the, the what, like, I didn't think we actually, everyone was saying, you win when you play bad, but winning when it's not going for you, I think is what 
should have been said yesterday because yeah. I actually don't think that we played bad. I think they defended very well. I, I genuinely do. I thought there was times in the final tour where we, we were off and that can happen. The, the final ball was letting us down an awful lot. But like the thing that's annoying me, Gav, like people are throwing around saying the amount of chances Liverpool conceded, like I think nine out of ten of them chances yesterday were all offside. Yeah. And you're not having a shot at Alisson in goal and he's offside and the commentators are up in arms going and they're in again, but they're offside. Yeah. Yeah. So they're literally they're I want to actually talk to you specifically about that in a bit. So, so it kind of it, it it's created this narrative that we're sort of easier to get at, but why not? We just defend that high line, but we seem to be getting really back to our best in terms of what we're doing with that high line. And I was a bit disappointed with Wolves yesterday. I thought about good defensively, but I just thought it was a bit like this. Why I wasn't scared? It was it was literally hitting hope for them. They were literally just every time to a dama, wasn't it? Just a long ball to a dama. He didn't play any football really, so. Like it's, it, I wasn't worried because I said I, I did think that we had gears and it did look like we were clicking as the game was going on. It was like, right, we're starting to get going there. It was similar to Arsenal where it was like, it just took a while to get going. It was flat. And then in the second half, he chances, Jota's miss. Oh, yeah. Like, where are you going? I asked you about the four. Yeah, yeah. Time. Calm down, Sean. He calm oh, down. Sorry, he's he's stopping him in that tree behind you. So, um, <laughs> no, I wasn't worried, Gav. I wasn't. I genuinely, because. We've been playing at a while, and I was like, "There's no way we don't score." Yeah, because we we we've all we we've scored loads this season. So I was thinking we will get chances and we will score. And I, I feel we're a little bit like Bayern Munich at the moment. Like when you get one goal, you get two as a bonus. We just seem yeah. to score in bunches now, like a goal, boom, boom, boom. So I wasn't worried to be honest with you. Now, if you ask me at eighty-five, <laughs> <laughs> different yeah. answer. Yeah, I'm in the house yesterday, and I was like. Ah, there's still time, and then I got to ninety, ninety one. I was like, oh, and then when I hit ninety three, I was like, this. And I'm trying to set up the the, the after uh, the post match show, and the unflit is there, and he's fucking having a breakdown. I'm like, how is he going to keep quiet with this? And I was like, and I'm going to have to talk about a nil all fucking draw. Um, uh, but, but Keith, at eight at ninety minutes, Gav, I was thinking, of how can I get out of this show tonight? I was going <laughs> to take it. I can't make it. I'm going to get a hair transplant. I was thinking of anything just to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but but Keith, coming to you, I know where Sean is saying he's not worried, right? Because when I seen us beat Southampton 4 0, forget everything, right? Yeah. No point. But Southampton, for me, had some chances because we give we do give teams the opportunity to get at us because of the way we're playing and how committed we are to attacking, especially the fullbacks, right? And I looked at that game yesterday and I thought to myself, nervous before it, saying, Wang is a is a very good, intelligent yeah, footballer. Good Picks up good space. Oh, he was good yesterday, yeah. actually. Yeah, Traore has pace to born, and if he if he gets one touch, if he gets a second touch on a ball, you're in fucking serious trouble because he's usually turned and running at you. And yeah, Jimenez can hold it up. Yeah, a second touch yeah. is usually getting the ball back. You know, fucking yeah. it's hitting uh-huh. the ball boy. The ball boy yeah. But um, but but Raúl Jimenez holds the ball up well. He can finish. He's a good footballer, right? But I wasn't in any way concerned about them because I just thought. I actually thought they were a bit of a disgrace yesterday, right? A disgrace would be a bit of a fucking strong word, but I just thought... All right, right, game, relax. You're at home. Yeah. You're at home, right? You're, you're at home. I understand you're playing Liverpool, but they weren't interested. Their first m- meaningful shot was on 44 minutes, I think, was their left back. It was really good. Newry, I think. I Newry. Yeah, and it's miles off. It's miles away. And I thought to myself, 
they're not going to improve the second half because we're running the legs off them. They're chasing, chasing, chasing. A half time, are you thinking, Keith? Just get one, just get one, and it'll be. They'll have to do something, and then it'll be. We we be good to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I yeah, I get what you're saying. Wolves, they they had a game plan, and it wasn't much of a game plan. It was just hoof the ball out to Traore and hope for the best. I'm of the opinion of the same when we won the league that year that I'm always confident. Do you know what I mean? Last season was an anomaly. And before the injuries even struck, you know what I mean? It was, we got thumped by Villa and things like that. This feels like the Liverpool from a couple of years ago. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're putting teams to the sword now. And while we didn't hit four or five or even two, you know, I just always felt there was a goal coming. I always felt that there was a goal in it for us, even up to the very end. And, you know, we, we have to be you're going to come on to it about the, the Lions man and all that, give the, the flag and when chances are going in. We knew, the way we're playing out, it's risk versus reward. The high line is there. The fullbacks are pushing up. We're going to give away chances, but we're so good at holding that line that we're confident that if they get through once or twice, we've got the, the, the weapons to punish them at the other end. Now, the reality is their game plan was just heel for to Traore. And you saw him, he was like... He was a shitty heavyweight boxer that gets gassed after a few rounds. Derek Chisora or Dillian White are one of these characters. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's looks the part, right? The extra uh, extra small jersey on him and the blade and baby oil on his arms and all that. He look, doesn't look like a footballer, but I think he he flatters to deceive an awful lot. And I think a lot of people get fooled by him. He, he he's no end product. This fella, he's he's just power, pace and power and run and I think if you can nullify him and I think we sort of did he, he got a few runs at us but he didn't do anything do you know what I mean, he didn't really create too much so I was happy with how they, they, we were managing them and I always felt, I didn't feel they were going to get a goal against us and I just felt there was one coming for us, now obviously the later it goes, don't think that but I just yeah, I didn't think they were going to do anything even with this long ball to Traore all day because I felt Thiago was having loads of little nibbles at him throughout the game mm. and little chops at him, little chops all the time and that slows him, he was getting frustrated he was slapping the ground, he was doing all this Fabinho was taking a lump at him Robbo taking a lump at him and that's, you know, when you do that with these fellas they get frustrated and he doesn't have the intelligence to to get around that, you know what I mean? And I think he lost his head and I think he just petered out of the game. Yeah, like, Kev, mm. we, we know how defensive Wolves were. We know how, you know, defensively they're set up and I think Nuno was given a lot of um, credit on one hand for what he done at Wolves defensively, but kind of that's what probably lost him his job at Wolves because he felt he wasn't attacking enough and getting enough wins out of it. But they're, they're, they're trying to, apparently, with, under this manager, is um, play a lot more from the back, be a lot more attacking, um, but be more defensively sound. I don't know how the fuck he's going to do that, but that's the word coming out of him, right? But but just from the Liverpool point of view, what did you feel like at halftime? Did you think a bit more... I didn't even think it was more creativity. I just thought it was more... A bit more patience. I thought we were rushing ourselves a little bit and it was a bit sloppy. Was that your, were you like that yeah, at half time or were you just like same, keep going because it'll come? Because I was only listening to it and the commentators were going on about the size ta- uh, tackle on the line that that was a really good chance. If Moore could have got the other side of him, that's one. Um, other than that, they were all saying it was a dead rubber. It sounded like a dead rubber even in the commentary. The only thing that was apart from, the, the tactics that they set up with is we're not going to we're going to do everything possible not to get beat and try and nick something. 
was the shithousery around the time wasting. That started yeah. off with the Cody injury that wasn't an injury because if he'd done that injury, what he laid on that he did, that he thought he did, he'd have been stretched off because it looked, even when I watched it back later on, he went down as if it was his Achilles. That was Achilles yeah. 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 And he was grabbing his foot, rolling around, screaming and bawling. And he's the the dive to try to get a penalty at Anfield two seasons ago. Oh, he's a proper shithouse. And that's that's grand. If you're a Wolves if you're a Wolves fan and that's your game plan, that's good for you. You know, you'll win nothing out of it, but you know, happy days. But that carried on then for the rest of the half. The slightest touch, down, physio on, kill the game again. And that's in fairness, from a Wolves point of view, that's how you set up against us. Set up against us to frustrate us and try and stop us playing, break the play up. And they were very good at it. But what Keith was saying about Adama was dead on. I mean, Adama, people talk about Adama for Liverpool and he'd be a great super sub and what have I'd you. hate him. Adama is. Steal my fucking head in, he would. He can't play football. He would genuinely be the right wing version of Luis Garcia, who scored huge goals for Liverpool. Don't get me wrong. No, he, he wouldn't, because Garcia scored goals. Yes, no, but, but Lewis, no, but what I mean is, on, on a frustration level, Garcia yeah. scored huge goals, but he was so, so frustrating to watch playing for Liverpool. Like, it was. He's yeah. probably the most frustrating player I've ever seen play for Liverpool. There was, there was an interview done with. Um, oh, what's his name? The. Full Enrique, the fullback for us, yeah, that yeah. went to Newcastle and he talked about Adama. Came from Newcastle, yeah, came from Newcastle. But he talked about Adama as, but he's too big, he's, his body is just too big for a footballer. He's a walking injury waiting to happen, and he's got what he's got one trick and he will go past fullbacks for fun and he'll chip it into Raul Jimenez. And Raul Jimenez will get four or five goals a season off the back of that. That's it. That's his trick. That's all he can do. He's very good at it if he's given space. But we were very clever yesterday in little fouls, not picking up bookings. And as long as we weren't picking up bookings, that was fine. The problem is if you pick up an early uh, early couple of yellows, yeah. a yellow on Thiago and a yellow on Robbo, then, he, then Traore becomes a dangerous dangerous player. But for us at half time, I just thought more of the same. Keep doing what you're doing. You're getting chances. And we were, we were getting chances, half chances, and what have you. Just like you said, slow it down, get the right chance, and it will come. But then when we get into the second half and you see some of the chances that we didn't convert, you're just thinking to yourself, the first thought that comes into your head, we were always going to fucking fire a blank at some point. Please don't let it be today. Yeah. Not against this lot. Not against this. Because all that would do then is there's your blueprint to play Liverpool yeah. for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, you'd and get that's that, yeah. what and that's what we get for the rest of the season. Yeah, but it was we needed to get the three points more than anything to show that look if you want to come at us like Southampton and Southampton got chances because Southampton took risks, they gave up chances like you know like they were centre, but they got chances because they gambled. Wolves didn't gamble, and if they'd have got a point out of that, it would have been an absolute travesty. And a blueprint for the rest of the for the rest of the Premier League for playing us, and not just the Premier League for Europe as well. But it's a, do you know what? It, it's it's a massive win for Liverpool. But when you see teams trying to come out and play us, um, there's not many that do that, but they get hurt. There's teams that will take chances like Southampton, four 0 There's teams that come out and you know have a little go and think they're in it. Everton, four one. 
But then you see a team that go ultra defensive there yesterday and they still get beaten. And the rest of the league are looking going, it's not a blueprint. Like you say, Kev, that blueprint is no longer there because you have to actually just defend for 90 minutes and do nothing going forward. Nothing um, in order to try to get anything. And it still yeah. still doesn't work. Um, Keith, yeah. on 60 minutes, Jota misses a chance. And I genuinely had to check to see if this was fucking had to happen. And I, I was like, surely there's something wrong with this fucking screen that that ball hasn't gone in the net. A lot of people saying, though, that... Um, a lot of people saying that they felt it would have been disallowed if I had it went in. What Boy. do you think? What one? Um, because they reckon they might they might have done Jota for I think a push on the defender. No, we didn't I see anything. So, I don't think so. I mean, I think the, last season maybe. Last la, exactly, season. that's what I was going to say. Last yeah. season, they the slightest touch was getting pulled back. I think they've changed it now that you know, unless there's enough force I didn't even say a push to be honest like I think it was just maybe a coming together but you know I think Jota was lively yesterday but he didn't have his best game there's no excuse and not scoring there I think he's usually a calm finisher and he does the opposite of calm you know he gets in could try and strike it early when the open goal carries it in carries it in two lads on the line you still should be able to slot it in and find the space and he just blasts it straight into Cody now look Cody does well he gets back on the line the two of them are on the line uh, but I couldn't believe he missed it because he's not a, a panicking you know he doesn't usually panic he's a killer he's a dead eye when he gets in there and it was unlike him I don't know if the Wolves thing sort of affected him Sorry. going back to Molyneux in front of uh, crowd for the first time. Oh, he's back there. He scored there. Has he? Liverpool, Did yeah. he? Yeah, but was that a, was that fans? I don't know, but he scored there. Yeah, no, I thought he maybe said that. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe. Crazy goal from you. It's like a crazy goal from you go for the trick shot to get the good yeah. that set up in the hole nicely. Like, uh, he tries to put it through a gap only the size of the ball, a go through. Like, that's. I think he's. It's I, think, I think he's. I think he's in his mind. He's thinking. If I go to the side, they're gonna they're gonna both kind of nearly part here and jump to the side when I go to strike this, hoping to block it, and I'm just gonna put it down the middle. But like when you see him behind the goal, you're like just pass it in there, mate. Yeah. There's fucking yeah. loads of room. There's no excuse. Like there's no excuse. But to, in he in his mind, he's probably thinking if I blast this and it hits them, it's still gonna go in. Bouncing, yeah, true. Literally, it hits it hits Cody right in his car. Like he takes the wind out and he's lying down in the goal after. Like you know what I mean? It was just. It's just one of them. It, it was uncharacteristic Kajata, to be honest with you. You look at the yeah. one last week, he roofs it. But mm. it was just... That's when I started to panic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when I was like, no, hold on, this is ridiculous now. Like, yeah. I know there's lads on the line, but like, hit it to either corner or up high in the air. If you blast it two foot higher, it's, it's going in. Because they can't get that body in, in the shape to do it. But I was starting to panic there, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, I was looking at flights to Istanbul at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely trying to get out of this show tomorrow night <laughs> after that messing. Um, but the next thing up, um, and Sean, I'll come to you. He takes Hen- Henderson off, puts a Rigi on. Now, I thought Henderson was quite poor yesterday. I thought he was... Yeah, he was. Um, he was terrible, I, I, yeah. I, just watching him, I just thought he was... There wasn't enough patience in his game for me. He was trying things for me that I just thought, don't, just just keep playing, keep playing. And he was just a little bit off it, and that happens. Fine. But um, I thought, yeah, Henderson might come on off. But then when I seen Origi coming on, I was like, oh, is he going 4-4-2 here? Um, That's what, one thing that really stood out to me yesterday is like, 
Klopp went into his box of tricks yesterday. There was yeah. loads of there was loads of tactical changes throughout the game yeah. without even without changing personnel. You could see he changed the setup completely in the second half because Henderson is literally playing right wing and and Trent is further up and Salah slightly inside. So he was like he was overloading on on their right hand side. Yeah, and it, it was weird. It, it was real, but I think Gav, we talk about Klopp's evolution. I it's normally Fabinho sitting and then you'd have two either side. But now with Thiago, you can coin it. The boys kind of play as a double, double pivot. They, the, those, they just kind of hold there and Henderson has the licence to, to round there. So it, when you seen in the second half, he made that change. It was a bit mad. And then I said in the group when he's whipping Henderson off and he brings he brings a Rigi on for Hendo, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's four stretch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking... What's going on here? And then you just see Jota kind of drops into like a 10, sort of 10 role and the two boys, because they're not actually causing us any problem. They're not breaking through our midfield. They're just lumping the ball down the channel. So the, the boys are fine to cover there. So Klopp leading, he did like dive into his box of tricks yesterday. And it was good to see because that's one thing I kind of level at Klopp is that sometimes he can be reluctant to change it because they just trust the system too much. Like the, they, they trust the system to break through. But I agree with you. I think... It was Hendo's poorest game for a while. Um, and look, I think he set himself a high standard because he's been so good in some games this year and then he's been bad as well in other times. But there's no need to go over the top. He he just he wasn't on it. Like you said, I felt he was rushing some of his passes and some of his decision-making was poor. But it's, look, the, the, the sub, like, Origi, I'm not going to change my mind just because he scored yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. I get filled with dread when a league is done. And I, because I genuinely do, the attacks just always break down when he's on the pitch, especially when he's playing off the lift. And is it the, the type of game, though, Shawnee? I was thinking about this today. And I'll tell you why, right? Because if I see a Rigi starting a game in a League Cup game, I go, Grant. If I see a Rigi starting a game in a League game, I'm dreading it, right? And I'm with yeah. you. He scored a good goal. He scored brilliant, brilliant goals for Liverpool. Big, huge goals. Never take that away from him. But I, I, I'm like you. You know, if I see Origi starting against Aston Villa next week, I'm going, for fuck's sake. I am. That's the truth, right? Um, Not because uh, not because he's he's a bad player. I just think stuff breaks down, Sean, right? The way our front three play is so clinical, so, you, you know, it's so... There's just so much movement and touch and everything about it. You know, so fluid, as they would say, that I worry... But when I see the type of game, i.e., they're penned in, you know, you're not looking for you're not looking for them to run channels. You're not look, you're literally putting them in there as a body, and something will fall to him, and he is a good finisher. I think that's where it suits him most, Johnny, and that's why the substitute role is probably the best. And don't get me wrong, if they're falling oh. up with twenty to go, you put them on to rest players. But in that sort of game, Johnny, like I'll put it to this way: if we're playing. Chelsea on the 2nd of January and it's one all right and Chelsea are down to 10 men and they're still showing a bit of threat a bit of threat and or, or not even down to 10 men it's 11 against 11 I'm never putting Origi on the pitch never but if Chelsea are down to 10 or we're chasing something I'm probably throwing him on because he's a good finisher and he just has to hang around the box yeah no like I, and look to be to give Origi his flowers like I don't mean to just blame piss on his parade I actually thought he looked really good when he came on he looked sharp his mm. touch was good and he was torn inside and he was using the ball well. He he looked good. He looked good. He looked genuinely good. And 
he's there, you know what I mean? He's a handful. He's different to what we have. He is, in fairness, but it's just, it, it's mental. It, like this, <laughs> it's mad. Like it's, what, how is it always him? It's yeah. mad. Like I don't, I think we spoke about it yesterday in, in the group. Like <laughs> I think his, one person, one person in particular spoke about it I and put it, it perfectly. I'll find I the message. His, I think his persona lends to, these moments, sort of, because it could be the the, the fourth minute or the eighty ninth minute. I just feel like he's always in the same frame of mind when he goes to and go. Like, yeah, it's like but, the well, matrix. Like, if everything's going to show you around him or it's held a skelta in Divock's head, still laid back. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't fluster. Who was the last year we played at home? And he's clean through one on one, and he tried oh. like. Only. It's a ridiculous Only, finish. Yeah. Like it's it's an absolutely outright. It's an outrageous bit of technique. Yeah. yeah, and it's it a Burnley or Brighton, one of the other. I think it's Burnley, and it comes off an and you're like going the bleeding audacity to him to do that. Like a lot of strikers would just snatch at that, but it makes no odds to him. Like that game is nil all. He didn't turn around going. I'm just going to get one nil up here. He was like, Nah, I'm going to whip this, wrap this into the top corner. He doesn't play with any urgency in his game, and I think that's where he's different to where you're. You, that's probably you, what you, this is what makes him. This is the enigma with him. Is yeah. the, like, but is that why Klopp's sending him on because he is yeah, so like, laid back? Klopp, where Klopp, Klopp literally said after the game, just be Divock. Yeah, because so is that is that knows. is that him where he just knows if it drops to him, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll just score because. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who said it yesterday. Brenzy said it to us yesterday, right? And I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but Brenzy basically said, "Listen." This fella just, <laughs> football is secretary to him in his life. He said, look, he scores against Everton, right, to win a game at Anfield in the 96th minute and tries <laughs> to run the ball back to the halfway line. And Brenzi is convinced that he wasn't paying attention on the bench and thought he'd only made it one all, right? He said, he said he, he scores against Newcastle, doesn't give a fuck, right? He said he scores two against Barca, just runs off, goal. He said, and then he scores in the European Cup final. He said and he celebrates like he scored the seventh against St. Pat's in a pre-season friendly. <laughs> So is it just yeah. is it is it that Shawnee? Is it is it just it that, is. Like, it's just when, it, 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 there's no Paul emotion said, in him. He's just he's just like we call Jota ice cold, but he's just like away with sure. the bleeding fair. He just gives us a chance yeah, to score. Just like he's like Father Todd Umshus out Father Ted. He just <laughs> went fine. Like yeah, yeah. Went, like yeah. he just floats and like like you said there about the 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 derby goal where it comes off the bar. Yeah. Like I watched the compilation after Paul he said that, and he picks the ball up yeah, out of the net. Yeah. Someone has to, to someone has to pressure out of his hands to say, "Where are you oh, going?" If I run, if I run back to Howie Line here, everything might get a chance of an equaliser. It's only like, fair because <laughs> probably like he knows his minutes are limited. Like, and look, do you know what annoys me a bit? And you know, I actually think I'm not going to say it's sad, but I think if Divock had a bit of fucking fire in his belly, he'd be playing. Champions yeah. League football by someone else scoring goals every week because I do believe there's a player That's in there. I just, I don't think he has the drive. I, I just, yeah. it's like. He enjoys life like, more than football, and that's not to say he's not a brilliant professional, but he just, he seems to be like, but the boy, I'm living a great Klopp, life. Klopp turns around and said he's literally one of his favourite players he's ever had to manage because he's completely self aware of his position in the squad and he never squabbles. He walks yeah. hard every day. He said he doesn't come around. He said he does. He does work hard every day. He does put it in, and he literally turned around. and said, "I know if if I call on him, he's gonna be there, and he's gonna be fit. Like he's not like other strikers who like 
oh yeah, I'm not getting the game. If he calls me, do you know what? My hammy's at me. I'm not yeah. playing. Lacazette was doing that last year for for Arteta. So mm. look, I'd still sell him in January. That's the God honest truth. And I don't mean to be like a party pooper. but I love him. I'll forever love him for what he done for this club. Honestly, I genuinely will. He's given me some of the my greatest moments in recent history supporting Liverpool. He always carried himself well. Like you said, he scores the winner. He scores the the sealer in a Champions League final and jogs off into the corner. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is he the oldest of all the cold heroes? He's really talking about the book saying you'd be rooming yeah. with Arigi on international duty and he'd literally be leaving twenty grand watches on the on the bedside yeah, cabinet. Yeah, forgetting his phone. And he'd be leaving and statue or watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, he said he just floats. And to be honest with you, it. it it's clutch and I just he, laughed yesterday when it was him again and it was just, it's just yeah. like the boy is dragging it it's brilliant look it's great it's, he's great I love him I yeah, do he's love great him. for the squad he's, yeah. he's fantastic yeah. for the squad because at the end of the day like Klopp was saying or, you know, and Shawnee was dead right what he was saying is uh, he's, a, he's a brilliant finisher if you put him in the spot he'll score your goals uh, and he's happy he's happy enough playing 10, 15 games in a season. But that's part of his personality. He he seems to be like somebody the squad, says there, 50 grand, 50 grand a week, go to train and play a few minutes with Liverpool. It's a great life. Why change it? Jonathan says that. Start a Rigi every game to wind up Gav. That's Red Steve. I think he's changed the name again for fuck's sake. He said the smile on his face after I think he started to enjoy football <laughs> instead of just chasing butterflies. Like, it's just him, Kev. It's just... I know, but the scary thing is, I can see why the club put a value of 20 million on him because he's he's a 20 million striker all day every day I can't understand why he doesn't want to be a, a striker who plays 38 games and be a regular for Belgium and well, go he, to a World Cup and play a big a part he is as well Kev because look at the wealth of talent Belgium yeah. have and he was picked even when he wasn't yeah. getting games at Liverpool he was a regular in the squad he was, I mean, up front for Belgium, you have Lukaku. And ben for Hacking's me, after, the, after that, it's Mertens isn't a nine. Mertens yeah. plays, Mertens Bache, plays a ten. and that's why, were there. Yeah, really. that's why Benteke, and that's pretty much it. Now, Benteke, or Origi is better than all of them. He's not better than Mertens, but he's not the same type of striker as, as Mertens. My frustration with Origi is he doesn't realise that he's a six foot two, 14 stone man mountain who is capable of bullying centre-halves and creating chances on his own and taking goals. And, and he's quick drives as well. me, And he drives me fucking past. He is. He's extremely frustrating because... He's brilliant on the ball. Origi was the young player who used to show up to PE in his uniform. Like, just doesn't give a And take the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah, and just run a muck, playing in a pair yeah. of base wallabies, size seven base yeah. wallabies, you know, step overs and all to be in a school <laughs> uniform. He just floats. I love him as yeah. a person. I love yeah. him as a person. He, he, he's just another personality in this squad. It's like Matip. Matip is a bit of a... I look at Matip yeah. going, he's a bit mad. Like, yeah. Matip's always made as a yeah. like, you know? The, the only thing is, is that... To get him in the perfect scenario, right? To get him in the perfect scenario, you would need Liverpool to be struggling most weeks for a goal late on. And we don't want that. And yeah. we don't usually have that. It's it's It probably happens once four or five times a season. Liverpool are usually won a game or you know you know where it's going 
and it's just it's just probably not enough. But for him, it probably is. Jono says, Divock, nine games, four goals, one assist this season. He's a four, fifth choice forward. Fair play to him because I've sold him about eight times. <laughs> 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 um, but it's, but Keith, it's, nobody wants him to leave. This is the thing. Nobody wants him to leave because he's capable of doing stuff like that. But, but you don't want them in career, the front three to start. Exactly. The, for the sake of his career, just uh, stand back a bit. I want him to have a career. I don't want him to reach 30 and say, oh, shit. You know, I was a bit power player. Maybe I could have been more, you know, because he's capable. He's so capable. He's a cult hero now, and I think he's better than that. Yeah. yeah. Keith's ass there is he, is he the most cult of cult heroes. I think he's fast approaching it. I think he is. I can't think of anyone. David Faircliffe is the one that gets mentioned all the time. But he's Garcia, done everything Lewis that Garcia Faircliffe has done. Lewis Garcia is a big cult hero. Lewis Jimmy Traore, Vladimir Smitha. I think his place in the squad is maybe overlooked as well because I remember it's quite similar to the Kande thing with the World Cup, even though it was an empty stadium. I remember players going out of way to make sure Divock got his moment and his pictures with the title and yeah. you could see the lads making a big deal of it because he does seem to be like an understated sort of fella. So maybe he felt, I don't want to be he in the middle of probably had to remind him. I actually think that, I think cult heroes can be something that's, like Solskjaer, for instance, like he's a cult hero. He wasn't a great player. He was. He scored loads of goals, but he wasn't. He wasn't a war beater. I actually think Origi has more ability than to be just labelled a cult hero. I think if he had a little bit of pep in his step, and he yes. had, a, I'm not going to kind of say he's unambitious because these fellas are professional footballers. They set up their whole life to become athletes and do it. You cannot say that about them, but I just think he'd be. Brilliant player if you've played every week, honestly. And I think that's why the club... I don't know if he would. So because, like like Klopp said in the start of the season, what, who, clubs coming in 8, 9, 10, 12 million for Origi. Who am I going to buy to yeah. put in ahead of, instead of him? That's a that fair moment? point, but, but I think clubs are backing off the 20 million or probably not even deciding against the bid because they're looking going impact-wise in certain situations. He's great. But if, if I have to ask them to do it every week, we haven't seen, we haven't really seen the evidence of that at Liverpool. Bar a well, spell when Klopp comes in and he's actually preparing yeah. the storage. You know, well, I was that's, when that's where, the Europa League final. I was yeah, but, the, yeah. but, that's the, but that's the thing. I'd, I'd say clubs are looking going, there's great evidence of he can score big goals. He scores with his head, left foot, right foot, he runs, he gets in behind, he's a good finisher. But we haven't seen him. Like, I'll put it to this way. If Diego Garrigi, because of an injury, plays 20 league games for Liverpool, Right, starts because of injury and gets ten league goals, twelve league goals. Someone will go, yeah, I'm taking an, I'm taking a punt on him because he's played twenty games. He started twenty. He's got ten, twelve goals. It's a really good record, right? Now, having said that, Liverpool are probably going, I'm not selling him. He's fucking has a really good record. But there's more of a there's more of a sample size of a consistent run in the team to take your to take your bet on. You know the sort of way because you like when when he's linked to the likes of Newcastle Wolves. He's always linked to them when they're struggling for goals. And the person that Wolves and Newcastle looking going, we're struggling for goals, but where's the sample to show me that when he has to get... Where's he, where's he got a big, massive run? Well, how time? long, Gav? You he know? literally... He scores every time he plays in the Carabao Yeah, I know that, but, but that's... That's but like, that's, that's why you're paying 20 million. It's a gamble price. He, 20 yeah. million this, in this day and age for a 25-year-old international striker who's coming from a side who's won everything. 
Is he only he's 24? scored important goals. Only yeah, he's only 24 or 25. He's not that old. Remember, he was really young when he came to us. Yeah, 2014 oh, World right. Cup. He's he was on the, Yeah, he's, he's about mad. 25, yeah. 26. 26. You know? 26. There was a comment up there earlier on that Paul, I think Paul Smith put up. I hope we don't give Divock another contract. Paul, here's the thing. He's fifth choice striker. He doesn't bitch and moan. He doesn't create an atmosphere in the squad. The squad love him. Go and find me another person who's got to come in and do what he can do and do that. Now, I get what you're saying, but you have to appreciate that it's a 24-25 man squad and it's a 24-25 man game, not 11. And you have to have all sorts in your squad to be able to go out and compete and win stuff. Having squad members who know they're not going to play, Costa Simicas is a prime example, Nico Williams, prime example, who aren't going to play but are, who can come in and do a job for you when you need them, they're fucking priceless. They're dime a dozen. They're so rare. You know, and especially for a striker because strikers have egos and they need egos that need massaging. And if you've got a striker who doesn't play in 10 and then you got you turn around and say, right, you're starting and we need to win this game and you're the main man, you know what I mean? Just, they don't come around that often. Hmm. Not for the price that we'd be looking to spend. So, well, you know, careful what you wish for. Wolves FI says, um, Liverpool fans hit the like button, even Wolves fans. It's great to see a Wolves fan in, by the way, and it seems to be having a great chat with people there in the chat as well. So fair play to you for joining us. Um, let me see. Tiago's hair would not take 20 million. No way in hell. Uh, not in someone, January. You no, couldn't sell him in January. You someone else, in someone January. else said um, 8 million Galatasaray offered, which was a piss take. Derek Room says we got 20 odd million for Brewster and he'd never even played a league game, for us, which is very true, but that was a fucking insane deal. Um, and I think we have a fucking sell on clause and everything on that. Um, so when they sell him for six, we we're, getting, as well, we're getting a million of it. Um, we we're not realise People think you just tune in on a Saturday, Sunday or whatever we play our game and that's it. Like football is a, it's a it's a six day a week business. Like them boys go in training, he has his place in the squad. So yeah. that's what we don't see. You know, we just see the ninety minutes and if he doesn't play our sight, our mind. But that doesn't mean he's not contributing in any way. If you're talking about like the storage, that's what Klopp said about storage. What I loved about storage is how aware he was when we were doing setups for uh, opposition teams and you were doing 11 v 11 in t- opposition team. He said storage was perfect at replicating the way other teams would play. And he says, yeah. and he was vital into the way we played the game setting up. Yeah. So he, they all have roles. Like, you know what I mean? Now, yeah. I said, I'd, I'd sell Origi in January, not a bother, if I knew we were going to go out and buy somebody yeah. of a Jota ilk. He was gonna go in there and push the two wide players, but but I've said I've said this. Our next forward signing has to be someone that you're looking at in two or three years' time is actually the main man for us. Would you do this straight swap a damn Traore? No, 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 not a not fucking hope. Take that dirty nah, fucking word you out. Pull, you know, you'll be pulling your fucking hair out at a damn Traore. You know what I mean? Um, I no, he so. just doesn't suit what we do. Unless we're willing to go and play on the break, he doesn't suit what we do. Simple. Well, his price seems to have plummeted as well. Do you know Personal. what I mean? So that's why well, I just when's threw the contract that in. up. Uh, twenty three, I think. Yeah, well, it's in the last eighteen yeah, of his um, of his contract. If you turn but around the and said Pedro Neto, you know, then different, yeah. different argument. If you turn around and said Pedro Neto, I t- and see how he finishes the season when he's back from injury, then yeah, you know he's one you take a gamble on. Pedro Gonçalves at Sporting Lisbon, absolutely, I take a gamble on him. 
but no way, not a hope in hell. There no, is no gonna, hope in hell. We're swapping for Ollie Watkins. Emma, Emma, <laughs> oh, Emma Cavanaugh. I wouldn't. Emma Cavanaugh. Um, uh, he's obviously uh, he's worked this out. Divac has two goals in 38 minutes of Premier League football. Kane has one goal in 1,008 minutes. £100 million pound place is what he yes. wants um, come January, <laughs> which is fucking sound. Yeah. Um, I just vision Emma Cavanagh sitting there, you know, the little fucking dog or whatever it is from that film. Um, on the top of the dog's it, head going £100 million. Pound. It is um, funny, but when you look at it and you take it all away, and if you look at a CV, like... He scored important goals. He scored iconic goals. He's 26 years old. He's playing in the Bladen, you know, one of the best teams in the world. Let's be honest. You know, it does a, a toss a coin between ourselves and City and Chelsea at the moment in the league. And the reality is, you could say that about Europe as a whole. There's not many better teams than us in Europe at the moment. And he's played as an iconic role in that. And... You know, to, to say that you'd, you'd struggle to get 20 million from it doesn't make any sense. And there's Harry Kane's, what, 29? One goal, the attitude, maybe a little, maybe stinks a bit, you know? And and there should be teams knocking, baiting down their door to get Divock Origi for West 20 million. West Ham should be all over. Baiting. All over. Because a player, the thing I have with Origi, right, is I think he's an excellent substitute to bring on. Because as I said earlier, I think when a game is held at scale, they are thrown on Divock. And he's just so calm that he... You know, it, it happens in slow motion for him, whereas other people panic and snatch at things. Everything seems to slow down with Divock and he can keep his kill. When he starts for Liverpool, that laid-back attitude comes across as not trying because the way Liverpool are playing, it's high intensity, it's moving, it's popping off, it's doing this and it's doing that. And he maybe doesn't look like he's pulling his weight. Even though he could be doing uh, doing well, he's just not Mane, he's not Salah, he's not Jota, he's not Bobby. But if you put him in the Wolves team, no disrespect to Wolves, if you put him in a West Ham, if you put him in nearly any other Premier League team where they're not playing with that intensity and they're playing with a six foot two, six foot three centre forward who's quick, who, you know, will get a couple of chances and they don't mind if he misses a goal, misses a chance or if he misses, doesn't score every couple of games. I think they'd have a field day. He's, if he's playing regular in a Premier League team or a European team, he's banging 15 goals easy a season. Yeah. And I can't P- believe teams are baiting down their door to get him. Scouse P says Divock is on sixty grand a week. His contract last contract was fifteen million over five years. Quite clearly, he's enough money for the rest of his life. The way he must, uh, the way he must see it, it's about the team. Well, I think him. a big part of it is like if he was rocking the boat to get out, he would have been sold. Yeah, I don't think he is. Well, Shakiri did yeah. that. Yeah, and they, and they facilitated the move for him. Mm. And that's he's sat on the bench now where he is. Yeah. So well, there yeah, you go. We've hit two hundred likes. Um, reclaimer. We have to tell reclaimer because he was demanding it earlier. Um, just a few. Um, just a few. A few bits before we move on, and I want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, a little little uh, social media post. Mandy Robertson says, "Well, unreal feeling was a scrap, but that's why he, we always fight to the end." P.S. I'll take my grandkids to visit the Diva Carigi <laughs> statue one day. What a man! Um, they love him. Oh, the squad love him. Absolutely Every, to a man. That squad is so tight. They do. Leading the way yeah. in Premier League with nine assists is Mo Salah. And that's Alien. a 28 goal involvement <laughs> in all competitions this season. Alien. He Alien. is a fucking joke. He is. Yeah. He's a joke. And um, and just like Jorgen said, here's another one for you. When you need an iconic goal, just be Divock. Um, so there you go. Yeah. I want to try to just touch on one thing, Gav. Of course you can. The big thing for me yesterday was, and I, I, I was out last night, right? 
And yeah. I just out, out or out, 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 out. And I, I, was, out, little, I was in the well. toilet. I had a little look on my phone, and I seen Mouse had. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a little look on my phone, and I seen Mouse Alice's Instagram post. And I swear to God, I was gonna two foot the next person that came in the toilet. I was raring to go after. He turned around, and said, "It's in our hands. Yeah. It's in our hands." The fella is a giant. He's a fucking giant. He wants it all. And I, I read that now. Honestly, I was out. Second time now he's done that. going, "You are right." It's like, yeah, why? He goes, "Looks like you're gonna lump the head off someone." And I goes, "Oh, you want to see Mouse Alice post on Instagram?" Oh, bleed, mad. Yeah, but you are, you are mad. Like people need to understand. Like Sean is very, Sean is very. Um, I wouldn't say relaxed on this show or shows that we do, but when you're in Sean's company, either watching a game or at a game. He gets so involved in it and like genuinely gets so affected after. You know, like when we were in Liverpool, Sean, he was like, like if that if that fucking goal hadn't hit my name and went in and we'd have been training up against Brighton, we wouldn't have lost that game. And we would and I was like, Sean, I just want to go for a fucking point. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, but Gav, like all the way up the road. And I was like, yeah. Will you please calm down? Sean's better half was with us. And he, she the 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 quote of the weekend was, and it's still going, she just turned to me and she went, This is my life. <laughs> and I went, yeah, you know what I mean? Because he just Putting gets there's a duty so free involved. into the overhead so, bin and the flying, and Shawnee still going on about. Can't believe it hits. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and that's why that's why what, I believe Shawnee when he it? says I was in the toilet, read an Instagram post, and was like, "Come out of the toilet, like fucking something out of bleeding." It's now half measures. Honestly, I, the, the DJ could have put on Rocky. It's a born and hard, and I would have fought anyone. I swear <laughs> to God, I, I swear to God, I literally, I was, I was buzzing out, but I just. I feel like my last if you'd have seen the more the more Salah Pepsi advert, that would have been new game over. Oh, it's brilliant! I love it. I love it. <laughs> but listen, it's like the rocky thing with the bike at the end is dynamite. The the big thing now at the moment is like I'm going on about his contract, and I don't want to talk about it because I think it's ridiculous that we even have to have these conversations. There, like, it should have been fucking done every day last week should, like, think nothing to do about that. but I will say one thing like um, Mao last year put up a tweet when we are on our bollocks yeah right? and there was loads of stuff being leveled at him um, how he was uninterested and he was selfish and this that and he literally turned around and goes well, I'm going to fight till the end and we'll do it and we did do it. And he dragged yeah. us. Don't get me wrong. He fucking dragged us by the bollocks over the line last year. He did. He scored massive goals and massive moments. Like Because he's the best player in the world. They all lump it on Allison and Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. And they done that job. But Mao was the catalyst. And when he said that last night, I said, we're going to win the fucking league. Genuinely, I said, we're going to win the league. Because he told me. He's saying it. It's yeah. in our hands. And you can see... See when he celebrates, look at him now when we score, he, he's he's right in it. He loves the fucking club. He loves it. That should never be questioned. No matter what happens now in the next two years, he's a giant. And I, I, I got I got stick for saying this in the summer. He's the best player we've ever had. Ever. Well, I was yeah, just, yeah, uh, do you know what? It, it's getting to that stage. Keen Ryan had a super chat in earlier. I haven't missed your super chats. I've kept them because there's they're on different subjects and I'm going to throw them in towards the end here. He says, all right, lads, have you seen Salah's quotes about the new contract saying he wants to stay, but depends on management. Um, what do you think happens with the contract? He's talking about management on his side and the club side, uh, for, in yeah. my opinion. And I think it's, 
I believe it'll still get done because genuinely, I said this a while ago, this would be the bleeding hill they die on, FSG. Yeah. Genuinely, like, oh, and I've, I'm very, you know me, if it's good, I'll tell you. If it's bad, I'll tell you. And I, I very rarely, I'm just kind of, yeah, they're the owner. So <laughs> I comment on things as they go. But genuinely, I think that could be the hill they die on if they, if they don't go near that can. And um, that's being honest yeah, with you. Um, Keith. Yes. We'll talk about the goal in a minute. Um, because we have to get out of here at some stage. But did you think that chance for Mane was the last chance? 87-ish. Uh, Good save. No. That was the last one. No, I I just genuinely always think we will create chances late in games. It's just that I think the way we play, you know, we don't tend to fizzle out too much. Do you know what I mean? We always get a couple of chances right at the death. We're just putting teams under pressure, under pressure. The Mane chance at the end, it, it's a good save. It is. Jose Sa, it's a good save. Mane... I don't know. We could be a bit more calm with that one. You know, he trashes at it with the right foot. And if it goes in, it's, you know, it's taking the roof off the net. You know what I mean? He opens his body and puts it on in. the instep. He's, it scores. From yeah, he, he trashes at it, you know, and he slashes at it a bit. And look, it's a good save. But I just thought, we're going to get another chance here. We're going to get more chances. We we touched on it briefly earlier with their antics. Um, that time wasting was outrageous. Like, Kill Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez went off the pitch, hit the bleeding hard, and then came on and went down. Hmm. The young the fella ate Newry as well. He went down and they're talking, right, change, change. I thought he was gone off. And then I seen him running around about 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. What's this football doing? He's still on. And then he goes down. It was constant, you know what I mean? And he knew what they were doing. And the thing that annoyed me was the commentary that I was watching around. They were saying, it's very clever. This is very clever with Wolves. And it, it annoys me because it's not, you don't want to see that it's shit house really and it's well the thing is if you if you watch that commentator um and they commentate on an english team in the champions league against a, yeah. a, a team yeah. in europe and that team in europe does that he won't call it clever exactly and that's the thing you know what i mean like i don't mind look those dark arts in football we all know yeah. that i think liverpool so, should be a doing a bit more dark arts than they do but i don't think you can it's you know it's like praising diving do you know what I mean or things like that it happens let it happen but don't blade and give them credit for doing it do you know what I mean but I just felt that we, we did have chances the more they were wasting time I knew there was going to be about 5 or 6 minutes there had yeah. to be a big well, there, was going to be, there was going to be 2 for the subs Yeah, and then looking at that I thought if he doesn't put up 5 here possibly yeah. 6 um, to be to be bleeding war Ronaldinho uh, Goat says in a super chat, he says, deluded City fans and some pundits are claiming Bernardo Silva is better than Salah just to spark a debate when Salah is on track for the greatest season of all time. The disrespect yeah. this man gets. Bernardo Silva, for the record, is a fucking outrageous football. I think we've all said on here how good yeah. Bernardo Silva he is. He is. He's a little bollocks, yeah. but he's a... Yeah, and, yeah, well, but let's, let's not be... Let's not, yeah, be, let's not silly. be silly. No, yeah, no, exactly. no, no, no. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to be quick on this. He's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Um, Liverpool fans don't like him over the whole thing with the clapping Liverpool onto the pitch but he's a fantastic footballer but listen there's not many that stack up against what Salah's doing genuinely there just no. isn't he's just he's on like he's 19 goals and we're on the fucking he's played two games in December like yeah. he could literally be on 25 26 goals by the start of January genuinely no problem um, so it's one of those um, Mane's chance comes you know there's, there's stuff happen they're falling back and falling back Lads, just quickly on the goal, because we've had a massive chat on Divock Origi. Um, Kev, pass from Van Dijk. 
the first touch himself is ridiculous. But what I love from Marigi is he doesn't snatch it, takes the touch, swivels, and actually puts it perfectly where he wants to put it. The keeper doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and then it all just goes off. Then it's just bedlam. Yeah, Pete Smith put out a great uh, great tweet after the goal went in, and he said it was Gert Muller-esque. Freddy. And I thought, what a player to put that finish on, because... I only saw the tweet after listening to the commentary, so I didn't get it until I watched it. Now, remember what I said at the start of this about players playing three games in a week and they're wrecked and they're physically on the on the limits for some of them. For most, for Virgil to see the pass, play the pass. Mo to take that touch into space, put it into a position where Divock took the touch away from danger, swiveled and hit it. On 94 minutes after the week that we've had, that's just unreal. It's it's crazy. I if went that had, fucking berserk. Yeah. I was so relieved more than anything else. I just thought, thank God. Because the way the chances were coming and it was all so close and Manny's done this and the Jota stuff and all that, I was just, thank God. I went. Someone, someone did. I, if I was watching it, I'd have gone ap- apoplectic. I know I would have. I went when mad. I was listening to it, I was just pure and utter relief. There was, there, I, I suppose, relief. when you're going mad, there is a, a sense of relief. And I keep talking about it, but I was literally, my wife and daughter were going out for the day. Um, I ended up with the two year old, and he was literally sitting there going, looking at me, going, didn't know whether to think I was messing or whether like I was just having a fucking fit he didn't know what way to react and the best thing with him is you just clap your hands and he just claps back to you and he thinks it's all good but I was literally fucking roaring in the they're the best goals absolutely the best goals. fucking mad um, Keith Shawnee um, Keith you go first then Shawnee um, how did you feel when that went in because I have to go and grab another can yeah now look as as Kev touched on there and, and Gav said it, it's elation you know what I mean like I always have this sense that, you know, Liverpool are going to score. A few years ago, we would have all, you know, a game is going and, you know, we're not going to get out now with this. The two seasons before, um, the year we won the Champions League and, and the year we won the league, the mentality changed within the team and I think they always have that sort of fight in them and I think that's come back a bit this season. Look, it could come back to bite me in the arse, but it is what it is. They get that goal and it's just like elation. You're jumping around, you're delighted, even though I expect them to score. That's the moment that we touched on earlier that we haven't been having. Do you know what I mean? There hasn't been many of these since fans have come back. It's the one we've been waiting on. Do you know? And in a way, we've been smashing teams lately. We've been hitting teams for bleeding four and five. Like, it's been ridiculous. And when you hit a team for four and five, don't get me wrong, you enjoy that. You enjoy smashing everything. You enjoy smashing United. But there's something about getting a last-minute winner like that. That's just different gravy. And that's that's the feeling that goes through. You know, my whole house was packed. We were all here watching it. And um, it just all bleeding like a circus. Do you know what I mean? We're all going mad over it. And that's what you want. That's what football does to you. That's what fans want. It's priceless. You can't put a price on that emotion that you get in a last-minute winner like that. And as we've said before, it keeps a title charge going. And you can't afford to drop points. Shani, um, where did you watch it? And... How did you feel after it? And did you feel like that was the kickoff of this big run-in? Because I think it's the biggest run-in in Premier League history. I was watching it in my ma's house, so watching the football when my dad went up. And uh, I had my phone in my pocket and I forgot to turn off my life's going on notifications, but I just had my phone in my pocket, so I don't look. 
and I looked at the clock and I heard me phone, felt me phone vibrating. So I says, that's, that's the full time whistle because yeah. it was on the blow, like, yeah. And I goes, now that's the full time whistle. <laughs> me dad goes, what a fucking pass. I goes, there's no way. So I was, <laughs> I was, I was your dad, your dad is sports like, fan, of course, isn't he? Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like, there's no way. And I'm saying, Mao's going to chop inside here and bend this in the top corner, isn't he? And then his fourth touch is immaculate. And I'm going, huh? I'm up on this. <laughs> I was inside to Origi and I, I was roaring the gaff down. And Mielfler was breaking me shy lap. And he goes, what are you laughing at? And he goes, I know that guy went in about 20 seconds ago. Didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he had it up on his phone as well. He was speaking away on his phone. He's like, I'm not going to say that to you. But I was absolutely, I was buzzing guy because you know what? It's huge because I was saying it yesterday. And look, I'm, I, I'm right when I say it. We haven't won ugly all season. We've been baiting everybody. When we, we, everything is the first time we win a game where we can see it. So something like that. Something like, it's the yeah, first, it was, yeah. first yeah. game we win this season where we've conceded. I think yeah, yeah, something like that. Something yeah, silly like that. Like yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, going, can we still win ugly? And yes, we can. Like we can because that's a one nil away from home. Like I said, not playing badly, just winning when it's not going your way. There's two different ways. Two different ways yeah. of saying it. When it's not going your way and you're digging out results, after Chelsea dropping points, that would have been a good punch to them. Mm. That would have been a good punch. And best believes, you know, that would have had an annoyed City as well because they would have known what for the way is a gimme. But you see, the thing, the, the thing with Chelsea... Going into that game, no, I'm not saying it would have affected their performance, but they would have been like, lovely, West Ham beat Chelsea, uh, Liverpool dropping points and, and then it's like, Pep's in his head. Chelsea and you're not clear, here. isn't it? Yeah. Pep is in his head going... These, not these again. Like, yeah, not these yeah. again. He will, he, will, he will literally be hoping that it's Tuchel and Chelsea neck and yeah. neck. 100%. I, I, I 100%, 100% agree with you because he fucking hates going up against us. He hates and, us. He hates us. He hates everything he about us, us because he, us. he, he loves yeah, everything exactly, about yeah. us but he fucking despises it at the same yeah. time because he but knows great. he knows he can he knows that he could probably get in Tuchel's head he could probably feel that he has a stronger squad than Chelsea. He probably has a stronger squad than us, fair enough. But he doesn't have what Liverpool have. And Liverpool have this... He knows, Gav. This kind Gav, of carefree Gav, kind of team yeah, where we just go, we're going this. back in the stadium, Anfield. Like, we'll probably go on a run now where we win every game at Anfield. That, and, yeah. and genuinely. And Gary Neville said the same thing. As much as I hate the clown, he said the same thing. He goes to me, it's different. He turned around and goes... I did say something's not quite right at Liverpool, he goes, but you do get that feeling that Am- Anfield is there again and it's back again for them and that's huge. And if it comes into, uh, uh, if we get into April, May, um, we're sniffing around it. Like, yeah. we are going I love to. It. I love it. Really, don't get me wrong, 18, 19, I was distraught at the outcome. Um, but I fucking loved every second of it. And yeah, 19, 20, we were so uh, fucking good. The, the journey is far, far, far better than the destination. Yeah, 100 yeah. Far, far better than the but destination. But that's how they knew last season. And that's why you shouldn't enjoy football for what it is yeah. in, it, in the instance. You don't, I tell, you don't. I tell you, listen, a lot of players, senior players at the club, they, they've taken umbrage at everything that was labelled at us last year. And you can almost see, like, they're bringing receipts this season. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're taking name. They've taken names, and they're coming back this season and smashing people who wrote us off. Well, John, who, go on. Sorry, 
I was just to say, it's it's the, the likes of Virgil, Matip, Henderson, Thiago to a point, but Salah especially, and Mane. The, what they went through last year, they know that wasn't them and that wasn't a, ref, a reflection on Alice. what we can do. And the thing is, Pep has done it last during the week about... Um, Sounds like John Wickey is going around the gas. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but you hear you, you listen to Pep when he's talking about how... how after winning a title, size drop off. That's a dig at us for last year, for size that win a title and they drop off. The players have taken umbrage and shit like that. And they'll be there, we'll be there or thereabouts by hook or by We won't club. be there or thereabouts, we're winning the fucking league, I keep telling you. We'll, we'll I won't have a we'll, set against it. But like you said, like Kev said, keeping receipts, like that was never, people say that, like, do you remember that 18, 19 when we were running away with it? Or 19, 20 running away with it? And every week it was our one game at a time. Like, And you knew it wasn't. You knew it wasn't. No. Like, you knew it wasn't. You, you, the, the, I think there's a false sense of nice, nicety about the way Klopp is in the public. And I'd imagine yeah. behind closed doors, he is fucking revving them up. Oh, revving yeah. them up yeah. into six gear yeah. every time. And you could see it was personal against Everton at Goodison. You could I, see it was personal. Klopp even came out and said it. He goes, yeah. I sense the difference tonight. I knew it was big for some of them. I knew it was big for someone like Virgil. Because they're sort of exercising demons in a way. You know what I mean? It, hmm? it is. That's what it is. They're exercising yeah. demons in a way. And I'm and delighted. Like, I'm they, delighted. Will have, they will have name-checked everyone who has written us off. Of course, they'll have, they have a big list. It's like when you say, pin that to the dressing room door. You've probably yeah. have a big list pinned and going, right, let's mark it off. It's like this revenge tour that people are talking about. They have names there and they're going, you know what, we'll fucking show you. And you, people think that's a funny thing when you say, oh, you know, what, what, do you have the squad? Listen, the belief is a massive part of football, an absolute massive part of football. And I've said it before, um, and, and I keep saying it from the start of the season, Liverpool are winning the title for me. Um, for the simple reason is they have a few scores to settle. They've players coming back. That mix of them coming back, something to prove with scores to settle and the quality we have, fans back. Put it this way, if we get to March the 1st, and I always say this, March the 1st is always my date. Be within three, four, maybe even five points off the top of the table. I'm back in Liverpool all fucking day long. John well, says, go on. But John says, um, like last year, what they were saying, like, Worst champions ever, bad yeah. champions, this and the other. We weren't even the same fucking team for 80% of the no. season. We 21 different um, centre-back partnerships, which included most of our midfield. John says the amount of rivals fuming after that goal was sensational. Well, we were called the Devil's Club um, for about four hours solid uh, yesterday. And um, there was one um, there was one, there was was one, one girl on Twitter. Um, oh, her name's gone out of my head. Yeah, was, she, she retweeted the original... The Devil's Clubs of and the replies were just well. I say I sat for about forty minutes reading this and was just in tears. And um, I want to say Georgie, no Georgie girl, I think her oh, name was. Yeah, yeah. But um, fucking brilliant. She just retweeted this thing, and um, I sat today and read it. I actually said to her, "Have you got the greatest hits for the Devil's Club?" And I went and found it, and it was just unfucking believable. I had a great time. Um, I want to go on to man of the match. Um, and, and when I got on to Man of the Match, I want to just throw this up because, um, 
this fella is my man of the match. I thought Thiago was just... He's everyone's man of the match. Brilliant yeah. yesterday. Accra passes 80, 49 in the opposition's half, um, 92 passes altogether, 87% success rate, um, 11 ball, long balls, 7 of those Accra key passes, 109 touches, um, won three duels as well. <clears throat> you know, it's... You're going to get the... the Divock Origi man of the match show and I, I I agree with that to a point because he comes on and he scores the winner and turns the game but overall when you look over the 90 Kev will come to you first um, mm. is he your man of the match or have you got anyone else? I would have gone close with Joel Matip yeah. because I thought he kept bringing the ball out from the back and trying to force things to happen thought he was brilliant at the back but yeah Thiago was different mustard Yeah, he, he was as good yesterday as I've seen him for us in a long, long time. You know, he reminded me a lot of the Thiago that was a Bayern, especially when we switched to the four two three one. The when he was a Bayern, he had Goretzka or Kimmich playing as what Fabinho did yesterday, and he just dictated everything. You can tell by the amount of touches that he had, how much the player went through him. And he loved it. He was there was no real high risk in his passing. You know, everything that he tried pretty much came off. He was um, he was very very good, you know. He was very good, very good, and I think there's more gears to him. I think the closer he gets to go, I think it, the closer he gets to the final third in a three, he's better. He's just he offers a lot more than what Jordan Henderson does in that role. So maybe it's a case when Naby comes in and Thiago plays that further role up, we'll see a, another another side to him again. But yeah, yesterday he was very, very good. Um, Keith, are you going against Thiago? No, you can't. It's it's what we've all been waiting for, to see the consistency and the stability. Now, Thiago was excellent in the run-in as well last season. But to play with Fabinho there beside him, to play with Henderson, who wasn't... Look, I think we all admit Henderson was poor yesterday. Um, I thought Thiago was amazing. But I, I agree with Kev. I think Joe Matip is the best centre-back in the league this year. I, I think he... He's the most underrated, said probably the most underrated player in the league because nobody talks about him being in the top, uh, the top bracket. I think he has been absolutely amazing, and I thought he was fucking brilliant yesterday. He's so quick, even though he's big, he's quick. He reads everything, but when he carries the ball in out of the defense, like he's he's goes on mazy runs and and he's going up the other end and into the box and all. He's just a weapon. He's so unusual. I thought he was great. I thought Aiton Newry was great for them. But Thiago, for me, was just... He was just out of this world. And look, we're big fans of him here. Do you know what I mean? We've been gassing about him since the rumours that we were going to sign him. This is what we were expecting to see. And I think if we can keep this consistency going, it's only going to get better. And I think we're going to use him sparingly. He's going to... I know he plays the full 90 yesterday, but he's going to get 60 in games and he'll be taken out when he's not needed to be there because I think Klopp realises... I think... You know, this is what we thought we were going to do last season when we brought him in. Mm. This is the, the domination that I think we thought we were going to get that never materialised. And I think Klopp is going to be cautious with him. And I think we're going to see the benefits. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I thought he's been great recently, but yesterday I thought he controlled and dictated the game. Uh, Multisir Ali says, my only um, concern about Thiago is keeping him injury free. If we do that, we'd be on four. Yeah, look, if he stays fit. And in fairness to him, like... He's had one injury at Liverpool. If you, if you, you know, where you go, he's picked up an injury. The other one was Richardson trying to fold him in half yeah. at Goodison. You know what I mean? But just you can't, you can't allow for that. Um, 
Shawnee, are you going against Thiago? I I doubt you. Nah, nah. He, he's he's unbelievable. And you know what? He's another one with a bag full of receipts because oh, yeah, even yeah. around fan base was going around saying last year he upsets the rhythm in the midfield. Slows he's not us down. He's not a midfield. He's not a midfield. He doesn't do. He doesn't do the doggy walk. He's he's too slow on the ball. He gets booked all the time. He was getting budgeted. He was getting yeah. butchered. He goes on that run. And I, do you know what I love about Gav? And it's the most impressive thing for me is he doesn't, it's not always a nine out of 10 or an eight out of 10, 10 out of 10. He can be quietly brilliant. I thought he was yeah. quietly brilliant at, at everything. And one thing that was labeled that Thiago was that he's a luxury player, but he's not because luxury players don't do that. They're not quietly yeah. brilliant. He was brilliant under press. He was brilliant. He was classically. He, well, Jamie, Jamie Keegan, sorry, Shani, because you just said something there. Jamie Keegan with the Super Chat said, I felt Thiago's defensive endeavours go under appreciate it. He that's can have balance, depth, the sp- and spatial awareness better than anyone else bar a handle off the ball. Yeah, and not even that. He, he smells danger. Yeah. He smells danger. You can see there's times when he goes to make the tackle and he's late, but he's there. He's, it's not like players are just ghosting him. It, the, the best thing for me is his little ability to nick the ball, like Klopp says, getting pre- pressing from the blind side, and that's what he does. He's great at just nicking the ball off, and then he, his distribution is brilliant with it. Like you've seen him with for the second Salah's first goal, and he was just clash yesterday. Everything that went through with him, he was he was brilliant, metronomical, sets the tone, and honestly, if he stays fit, when well, we get into the deeper well, stages of Europe, we'll see him. He's the literally. I have to. I have to agree with Kieran here, um, where he says, uh, and I like his choice of words because it's something I would say. He says, "Luxury me bollocks." He wins the balls back so much. He's a fighter. Do you know yeah. something about Thiago? Don't watch us. Don't watch his passes. Don't watch them. Watch his walk rate. Watch how he nicks in. Watch how he's a snidey little fucker. And, and he's great in the air. You'll appreciate yeah. him a lot more. Because uh, look, I've nearly come to you know when Thiago gets, he's going to whip one into into Trent. He's going to get one into Salah. He might play a blind one into Jota. He might, you know, he might knock one off to Robertson, whatever it is, right? But watch the other bits about him. The other bits about him is a fella that's been around the block. He's thirty years of age. He's played at Barca. He's played at Bayern. He's played all these teams that have come up against that want to kick him, hurt him, whatever. Be physical, and he's had to be able for it. And when you watch how snide he is, I absolutely. Love it a bit. All he over the damn it. All over the damn yeah, it. Kicking yeah, him, niggling at him, just knocking him down all game. And it just disrupted no. him. Yeah. He's very good at getting the ref on side as well. He's yeah. very good at getting yeah, the ref on exactly. side. And that's it. that for someone who's only been in the league five minutes. You know, he knows when when to talk to him, when not to talk to him. Have a he's sl- a leader. Work. Yeah. He is, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, but I love, I love the... It, it's... 10 five-yard passes in a row, 10 five-yard passes yeah. in a row, and you, you think he's going to be predictable, and then and it's an outlook whipped one into yeah. man and be like, from nowhere, and he just, he lulls teams in, like, he's just, he's so good to watch. Some, sometimes it does annoy me when he, he does the little whip passes, I'm like, just fucking pass it, but that's his thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like asking a league and cut the bark. That's what he does, you know, like, yeah. you can't tell him not to do that. He's, this has been his thing. He's the most aesthetically pleasing footballer we've ever had. 
Red Steve under some other new name again. Um, why do you keep doing this? He said, so we're all agreed then. It's a Rigi. When it's clearly not. Uh, MC throws a super chat in to, to just about finish us off here. He says, Tiago's a baller. Um, people read way too much into stats. Um, we've done Man of the Match. We've done, we've done everything. Um, I just want to tell people, uh, Man on Football Show is back tomorrow. Tomorrow night, me and I don't know who else. I'll sort it out in the morning. Someone. But um, I'll find somebody. Um, I'll try to find somebody that's not usually on regularly with me just to come on. Um, I was thinking of uh, talking about the world's best number 10s. Because um, I had a little think. I, uh, Raquel may come into my mind earlier and I wanted to no, talk about number 10. Uh, so Raquel I might do that. Yeah, but he wouldn't be the world's best, for God's sake. No, but Raquel not- may come in and he's a, yeah. he's a really, really good number 10. What's wrong with you tonight, Kev? Yeah, very scorpy tonight, Kev. Very scorpy. I think you need to go onto YouTube and do a deep dive on Raquel May and come back to us. Yeah, no, he's... If I upset, Keith. Yeah, I'm not happy. He's no Ronaldinho, let's be honest. No, but what I'm saying is I seen seen something on Raquel May earlier and I thought, number 10s, let's have a chat about that. And I want to talk about mad sending offs as well because there was a brilliant thing from Paraguay, I think it was, last night that I seen. But of course, everyone's welcome to join us at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And you can absolutely tell us anything about football. Um, any weird stuff. The, the weirder, the better. It doesn't have to be stuck to number 10. It's the weirder, the better. Um, there's loads of content coming this week. The forum's on tomorrow then on yeah. this channel from 10 o'clock. Um, Tuesday, we play Milan. I'll be back with a post-match show on Tuesday. Wednesday will be the midweek fix. Um, Thursday will be Man on Football show at 10 with me, Keith and Shawnee. What are we doing this week, Keith? I think we're doing bars, are we? Are we? Yeah, I think we are. The mess that is Barca. Play. Yeah, okay. should be a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And then Friday Sports Unplugged is back where Kev is going to give you a rundown of all the profiles of all the Formula One drivers competing in Dubai next week because he's absolutely buzzing for the Formula One. Um, that's about it, I think. Uh, Sienna is flying. I hope you've seen yeah. her update. She's walking on her own. She's showing off now. She's doing fucking flips and everything. It's all going off. Um, she's having a great time. She's back... Um, late this week I think she's back in Ireland late this week so she's absolutely flying and it's it's genuinely made our Christmas seeing the updates from her to see her walking unaided and stuff it's genuinely it's fucking brilliant Um, Shawnee anything else before we go no I just I echo your sentiments with Sienna it's fucking great honestly that that's the honour I imported it's great I've seen her up and down on the walker she's a jolly little self laughing away and yeah. buzzing and you can just tell that it's, it's a huge the word, I think the word to you is no pun intended is it's a huge step for her and honestly just couldn't be more proud of the the lads involved and herself so yeah it's great yeah it's absolutely brilliant Keith anything else before we go no I echo what Shani said you know the Sienna stuff is is the stuff that makes us the happiest you know what I mean Liverpool win Divock scores but you know the, the Sienna stuff is where it's at for us. Uh, Laura Duffy says, Keith was so excited he didn't even do karaoke tonight. Laura, I was out last night and I done a karaoke last night and what I stunk the gaff out. Uh, I mean, the old specialist who out three ain't bad. And, uh, yeah, it was bad because a bit of a sore throat. So oh. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't very good. Yeah, that was the one out of the three, Keith, was it? Yeah, so it was the one out of the three, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so that's why I had to lay off, you know what I mean? And come here, what, was, what was the night out for? It was just a random night. I was my mate's 40th. No, my mate's 40th. And, and what uh, was it, Chinese on Cable Street with karaoke? No, no, it was in a in a boozer and, and a friend of ours was the DJ and he does karaoke. I want to hear this fuck I sing and he's great. And he belts out right before what we finish. What boozer was it? Uh, I couldn't tell you in case there's any... Uh, in case they get in trouble for letting us have a sing song. Paddy what street Cullen's. is it? No, no, you're good for the sing songs at the minute. Yeah, no, Paddy Cullen's up in Ballsbridge. And... Um, he, my mate's a great lead. The fellow who done the karaoke is brilliant. And he sings uh, Rag and Bone Man. Yeah. I'm only human. Yeah. Brought the place down. And then calls me up. Yeah. And I go up and like, oh, I have a bit of a sore throat. And he goes, ah, don't be saying that. I know you're only messing. Stinking. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely stinking. I was like, you could have called me up after someone shit was on. Instead yeah. he calls me up after he brings the house down. I'm like, yeah. wasn't happy. But uh, right. yeah, he thought I was doing a fakey. I wasn't. Was Good night though. Good night, yeah. yeah. Dying today, but good you know, stuff. it is what it is. We yeah. move. Good sign. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Oh, man, all good. Uh, delighted with this news about Sienna. That's fantastic. Um, puts a, puts everything into perspective, especially at this time of year. Uh, when you see those pictures coming in, man, uh, heartwarming stuff. It really is. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out the exact date she comes home because I'm going to try to organise something for her for when she arrives home because like, she's literally going to be going through rehab right through Christmas and everything, you know, the sort of way. So I'm, I'm trying to organise something for me and the lads um, for when she gets home. <coughs> now, I'm not going to fucking... She's not going to arrive home at 12 o'clock at night. We're going to be all there letting off fucking <laughs> repeaters outside the gaffer. <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? We keep that for when she's going to school, but what, what, we'll try to do something for her. Um, Red Steve... Um, says I want you Keith I need you Keith but there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you Keith um, baby we can talk don't do it, Keith. all night no, you let you sit down last night don't do it now but that ain't getting us nowhere it's a fucking chill isn't go. it it's a great song it great is. song it's, 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 it's an absolute chill um, listen thanks a million for joining us there's fucking 500 years or something watching tonight and <laughs> um, the chat was absolutely bouncing i couldn't keep up with it um please hit the like button on your way out please subscribe if you haven't already and as i said there's loads and loads of content coming this week um reviews previews number 10s not raquel me because kev will get upset Um there's all sorts going on this week so go and check us out and check out the man on football show as well and if you have any sienna updates we will absolutely do that for you as well um shawnee Keith, Kev, thanks for joining me. I've been Gav. That's been the Fatback for Talks in a Bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.